0: him this morning let's turn to number 235 in our hymn books today 235 lead me to calvary 235
1: Tony, Miss Haley, appreciate that that song and uh, hope that that's your prayer this morning. Do appreciate everyone being out this morning. Hope that you've already been blessed for being in the Lord's house. I know that I have. It's always good to be in God's house, and uh, I do appreciate all the prayers this week. Uh, Miss Christie is recovering from her uh, emergency surgery, and I appreciate. Uh, all those that prayed for her and uh, those that knew about it of course I know you prayed for her and I appreciate it Uh, of course this week uh, she was off all this week recovering and uh, um, uh, so there was some times I stayed I stayed the week with her and just kind of helped her out and things that she needed and and uh, gave her a little bell and and no I didn't give her the bell but uh, she had her phone so that way if uh, I, I there was some times that I I uh, went into my office. I, I do that every every day. Go into my office and, and get alone with God. And uh, I told her, I said, usually they don't bother me. Whenever uh, I go in there, it's my time alone with the Lord. And uh, most of the time, the girls leave me alone. Uh, but I t- I gave her permission this time. I said, if you need anything, you give me a call. Uh, but I, I have uh, I had this time this week. I had some sweet fellowship with the Lord, having uh, time that I just got alone with the Lord, and I. I want to encourage you this morning, I guess the Lord worked on my heart this week, uh, about others uh, needing this time to just spend some time with the Lord. And uh, so I titled the message this morning, Get Alone with God. Get Alone with God. I believe each one of us need to have a time, a place uh, that we can get alone with God. Just, just you and Him and your time of Bible reading, time of prayer, a time of devotion to Him and uh, I would encourage each one of you to have that time It's sweet fellowship with the Lord. You know, sometimes we have this thought that, uh, uh, you know, when we pray, we pray for our food, we pray for things like that, yeah, but uh, we don't really have this this sweet fellowship with the Lord. And that's what I kind of want to encourage you to do today and, and throughout the rest of your life, to have that sweet time of fellowship with the Lord. I tell you, there's nothing greater uh, than having that time. And uh, I, uh, I know uh, in times when I... I've, I thought, well, what am I going to pray about? You know, some people have a problem praying for five minutes. If you ask someone, hey, can you pray for five minutes? And uh, I say, man, I just don't have much to pray for. I can tell you, when you get alone with God, the time just flies by. And uh, I, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, we're going to be in Genesis chapter number three this morning. Genesis chapter number three, the title of the message, Get Alone with God. And Genesis chapter number 3, verse 8, we're going to read just a couple verses here, and then we're going to look at some other verses throughout the word. But the Bible says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for this opportunity that we can come and just spend time in your word and to, uh, Lord, just to praise and worship you this morning. Lord, we ask for your presence to be in our presence. Lord, I do ask if there's one here that doesn't know you that today would be the day of salvation. Speak to hearts as only you can. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Obviously, as we read through this this text here, it says uh, that God was walking... In, the, in the, walking in the garden in the cool of the day. This was something that I believe that Adam and, and God did many times before. They had a, Adam walked with God and prayed with God and, and had this sweet time of fellowship with God. But there was something that came in, uh, happened in this circumstance and which caused a uh, division between him and the Lord. And what had happened was, of course, we know that Adam took of the tree that God told him not to take of. They had this time of fellowship together. They had this sweet communion together. But now, Adam and Eve went and hid themselves. And I can tell you this. When sin comes into our lives, what we're going to do is not draw closer to God. What we do is we try to we, we get away from God because we're under conviction. And we don't want to have that sweet fellowship. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so what that means is that we can start afresh, we can start clean, and uh, we just confess our sins, and God is, uh, loves us and He forgives us. And so what happens here is that Adam went and hid himself. He didn't get along with God. He didn't get along with God. And, and uh, uh, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The Bible says in Psalm one nineteen eleven, it says, Thy word have I hidden in thy heart, that I might not sin against thee. In Exodus chapter 24, we read of another man, and uh, the man by the name of Moses. The Bible says in Exodus 24, verse 1 through 3, it says, And uh, he said unto Moses, Come up unto the Lord, thou and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and uh, seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship ye afar off. Now notice this, it says, And Moses alone shall come near to the Lord, but they shall not come nigh, neither shall the people go up with him. And Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments, and all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which the Lord hath said will we do. All because God came to Moses and said, Moses... I want you to come and I want you to commune with me. I want you to get alone with me. And I can tell you, when we get alone with God, some things happen in our life. God changes some things in our lives. If we would only get alone with God. Moses and the elders of Israel went off to worship the Lord, but Moses was instructed to come alone, him alone, to get alone with God. There, Moses spent some precious time with the Lord. Moses is the great leader of God's uh, God's people here however Moses was not always a great leader if you examine the life of Moses you'll know that Moses spent uh, 80, uh, 80 years old before he really got alone with the Lord and, and started communing with the Lord and, and leading in the way that he should you see all of us fail at times All of us have times of failures, but the thing that we notice from Moses' life, his first 80 years wasn't really that productive for the Lord, but uh, the last 40 years, uh, the last time that he had uh, leading the people of Israel, God used him in a great way, and it wasn't until he got alone with the Lord and God started working in his life. I want to ask you a question this morning. Where do you desire to end up, and where are you now? In your spiritual walk with the Lord, where do you desire to end up and where are you now? I could say this about my life. I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I want to be. Why? Because it's called progressive sanctification. We need to continue to grow and continue to grow until we pass on, till we go to meet the Lord. We need to continue our walk with the Lord, drawing nigh to Him, and He will draw nigh to us. As believers, we are going to someday see our Lord and Savior face to face. We're going to spend eternity with Him. How then should we live today? How should we live our lives? Shouldn't we want to have a desire within us to say, Hey, I want to live for you now. For all that you've done for me, I want to live for you now. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 4.2, it says that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. That should be our desire, not to live for the lust of the flesh, uh, the lust of men, but to live for the will of God, to do his will. The Bible's, or Jonathan Edwards, the 18th century preacher, said this. He says, never to do anything I'd be afraid to do if it were the last hour of my life. He vowed to do that. He said, I, I'll vow never to do anything I'd be afraid to do if it was the last hour of my life. The Lord tells us this in Jeremiah 29, 11, It says, For I know the thoughts that I thank toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an, an expected end. I believe we ought to be reaching for God's best. Pressing towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus and sometimes what we do is we let our past, we let our past dictate our future. That's oftentimes what we do, and why we're not where we should be in our spiritual walk today is because we've allowed sin, we've allowed things to come in and say, you know what, I am not worthy to serve the Lord. I, I, God don't want to use me, but can I tell you, God used some, God used folks, and He wants to use you. And no matter what you've done in your life, no matter what your past is, don't let your past uh, uh, trip you up and, and cause you not to want to serve the Lord. God wants to use you. I think of the Apostle Paul, uh, one that was a—he a, he murdered Christians. He carried the papers and uh, held the coats for those that were uh, killing Christians, and, and he was persecuting the Christians. But you know what? The Bible teaches us that he was a great and mighty warrior for the cause of Christ, you see, it's not until we get alone with God. And I believe today, Christians, I want to encourage you uh, that we need to get alone with God. We need to get alone with God and, and, and say, you know, whatever's happened in the past, let it be in the past and start striving for the future. See what God has for you. And enable for us to do this. I give three or four things that I want to encourage you how to get alone and make that time precious. And, and I hope it will be a help to you. Number one, the first thing we need to do is make God's word our priority. Make God's Word our priority. You know, so many, so many times what we do in life, you know, uh, some of us will read, the first thing we do is we read the paper. Sometimes, some of us, the first thing we do is we look at our So I don't know what you do in the morning, and it doesn't really matter what, if it's the first thing th- that you do, but we need to make God's Word our priority. If God's Word says it, we do it, we obey it, we submit to it, and it doesn't, we don't question it. See, the problem with many Christians today is that, oh, I know that's what God's Word says, but... No, we can't, do, we can't say, yeah, I'll pick this out and I'll pick this out, and, but I'm not going to do that. If God's Word says it, we do it and we submit to it, we obey it, and that's the end of it. The Bible says in 2 Timothy three fourteen. it says, "...but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus, all scriptures given by inspiration of God and as prophet for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works." Folks, we need to make God's Word our priority. Now, you see, there's benefits in spending time in God's Word. You realize that? You know, some, some, some folks never, they never open their Bible throughout the week. That may be you today. But can I tell you what? You're missing out on the blessings of getting in God's Word on a daily basis. When you and I spend time with the Lord, talking with Him, communing with Him, and listening to His heart through the Word of God, one of the benefits... Uh, will be that we will have a clear understanding of his word. I hear people all the time say, well, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Well, it's probably because you're not asking the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you and give you, illuminate your mind and show you. And it's you'll read it one time and you say, well, I just don't understand it. Well, I, there, I'll tell you this. I'm probably the worst reader in this room. Probably one of the worst readers in this room uh, by reading and comprehension. I don't get it the first time. I don't. So I have to read it over and over and over again. And now my wife, she'll read something, and she'll, she's will she got the, one of those photographic memories. She can read something, and she, she can remember it. Now, me, I have to continue studying and reading and reading and over, and God illuminates my mind eventually because uh, I'm a little hard-headed, and God shows me, and there's benefits of being in God's Word every day. You see... It is in the worst times that we have this wonderful opportunity to be in touch with God. You realize many times when we face trials and adversities and and difficult times, you realize those times are when we need to really run to the Lord. But what happens is we run to our friends, we run to uh, different situations, different things, and we don't seek our help from the Lord. But God tells us we have clear direction in His word. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. God's word shall illuminate our paths. Another benefit of spending time alone with the Lord in his word is that we grow and mature in the Lord. You know, there's some folks, uh, I just love spending time. I mean, you can tell that they've been with the Lord, that they've lived uh, their Christian life. They spend time in God's Word. I love spending time with them. It, it, there's, that's one of the benefits of it is because they become mature in the Lord and you can glean so much information from them. We grow to love Him more and trust Him more. When we realize that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever... And he's no respecter of persons, what he did for Joshua and what he did for Moses and what he did for Abraham and what he did for David and all the, all the uh, uh, Christians in the past, all what he's done for them. Listen, he's the same for yesterday, today and forever. No respecter of persons, what he did for them, he can do for you. Get a hold of that. Sometimes we think, oh, yeah, it worked for those. uh, But they were were written in the Bible. Those were Bible characters. But listen, apply it to your lives. God is no respecter of persons. He loves you just as much as he loves me. The benefits of getting alone. There's also blessings of time alone with the Lord. There's benefits, there's blessings. In Luke chapter 10, verse 38... The story of there's two sisters that love the Lord and, and, and uh, uh, one of the sisters made dinner. And, and you remember the story and uh, uh, Martha was busy preparing the meal. But Mary, she sat at Jesus' feet and she spent time with the Lord. And Martha became upset because she was working alone and, and uh, she began to complain to Jesus. But Jesus told Martha, he said, your sister Mary has chosen the best part. You know the best part is the blessings of just being alone with God, spending time with His Word. Mary sat down at the seat of Jesus, and uh, I, I believe we need to spend some time with the Lord. Just some quiet time alone with the Lord. He's our source. He's our source of spiritual strength and spiritual blessings. Spend some time with Jesus, and He will teach us the blessings of forgiveness. He will enable us to forgive when someone has wronged us. You know, I see a lot of people that go through life and they're bitter. We've been talking about that about David and Saul, and on Wednesday nights, and how Saul was bitter against David because of uh, God's hand was upon him. But can I tell you what? Sometimes we get so uh, so upset at different people, and you know what? We can't have God's blessings on our life when we're acting that way. It seems we are are so easily offended. Jesus often asked those who heard him, "Does this offend you?" Listen, if you disagree with some teaching or preaching that you hear, get in God's Word. And if it's wrong, hey, come to me. Come to me and tell me, I'll apologize to the church for leading you astray. But listen, the Bible says uh, they receive the word with all readiness of heart and search the scriptures daily, whether those things are so. You know, the problem today is we get offended, but we're really, we we get mad at the preacher because what he says, or mad at some other Christian because they try to encourage us and the Lord, and we say, I'll never go to that church again. There's a bunch of hypocrites. But the fact of the matter is this get in God's word and see what God has to say about it. Get in God's word. See what he has to say. Then I want you to notice number two. Make God's will your purpose. God's word your priority. But God's will your purpose. You know, we walk through, we want what we want. I remember when I was growing up, Brother Brian can tell you this, I I grew up and I was wanting to be an electrician. That was my will. That was, uh, obviously, if you ask him, God's will wasn't in that, but... But I, I, I wanted, I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be an electrician. I wanted a two-story uh, house. I wanted a white picket fence. I wanted the American dream. I wanted two and a half children. That's what they say is average. And so I wanted that. I mean, I wanted it. I wanted the American dream. I wanted everything. But you know what? God had other plans and for me being an electrician. And God had other plans for my life. And you know what? I, what happened was when I said, you know what, Lord, it's not... My will, but thy will be done. You know what? I think the reason why so many Christians aren't living the, the blessed, happy Christian life, the victorious Christian life, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but what I'm saying is this why so many aren't is because they're not submitted to God's will. God, whatever thou have me to do, I'll do it. That's where we need to get to. I'm talking about, you know what that happens what, what, when that happens in our lives? It's when we get along with God. I tell you, every time God has done something big, miraculous in my life, it was when I got alone with Him. And I said, God, show me what you want. Three times, God, I, was into a, I went to a men's retreat. And I got alone with God on those men's retreats. God called me to preach. God had me go to, uh, uh, God had me go to uh, college. And then I surrendered my life full time to Him. All three times of those major decisions was times that I got along with God and said, God, what will thou have me to do? Whenever I came here to this church, I didn't want to come. My wife will tell you, that wasn't my desire because I was comfortable where I was. Everything was taken care of. I mean, I knew my position. That was my will. Obviously, God changed my will, and I'm happy to be here but hindsight's always 20-20, right? And so I, I prayed and I prayed and I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do what you have me to do. And folks, it's not until we get alone with God and God, we have that time and we, we put out all the things of this world, all the cares of this world, and we shut all those things out and we get alone with him and we say, God, what would you have me to do? Allow God to change us. Allow God to change us. The purpose of time alone with God is not to change God, but for God to change us into the image of His Son, to be like what we should be. The more time we spend with God, the more we learn about His character, the more we know about uh, uh, what He wants for us in our lives, the more we act like Him. Our hearts can be in tune with His heart. God desires that, uh, that we want nothing more than to know Him and to obey Him. That's what God's will for it, to know him and to obey him when Paul preached in the synagogue there in Antioch Paul uh, uh, Paul said that uh, God spoke to or God spoke and said to Samuel he said I have fought, found David a son of Jesse a man after mine own heart which shall fulfill my will that's what Samuel said there and what God said and what again, Uh, the Apostle Paul said in the book of Acts chapter 13 about David, a man after God's own heart. Why was David a man after God's own heart? You see, he was fallible. But God still said that he was a man after God's own heart. He fell in the case of Uriah the Hittite. We know that story. But God wonderfully restored him. He said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Are you a man after God's own heart? then you must do the whole will of God. Not just, God, I'll do this part and this part, but submit totally to him. King David was an exception to all the kings of the earth in the fact that he did not his own will, but did the will of God. We need to stop looking to, uh, to people for acceptance and saying, you know what, if I do this, then people will like me. Or this. No, we need to do what God has us to do. Be totally submitted to him. Allow God to change us but then allow god to challenge us you know many of us today don't like to be challenged we don't like to we don't like when hard times come we don't we want to avoid those cases as much as we can we uh, can you see we want to avoid them at all costs but God wants to, us to face challenges head on. You know why uh, I was talking to uh, Brother Doug and he was, he's been studying the armor of God. And you know all the armor of God. I think Brother Danny preached about this time about, uh, about the armor of God. But you know the armor of God, it all, all of it protected the front side. Why was that? Well, the reason why is because God didn't want us ever to turn our backs and retreat. He wanted us to face it and keep going forward. And that's, folks, that's where we need to be. We need to keep on fighting the good fight. Keep on fighting the challenge. No matter when heartaches and headaches come our way, we need to just resolve to say, I'm going to follow the Lord. I'm just going to trust Him. I'm going to put my focus on Him. I said this the other night, that Peter was just fine whenever he was, had his eyes on the Lord, but he began to sink when he saw the, the situation. He saw the winds and the waves being boisterous. And the Bible says he began to sink just like that. And folks, can I tell you this? That's what happens to us in our lives is that as soon as we uh, get our eyes on the situation, take our eyes off the Lord, as soon as that happens, we begin to sink. We begin to uh, fail miserably. What I'm trying to challenge you to do is that we need to trust Him and follow Him and look to Him. Even during the times of trials and times uh, when things seem to overcome us and surround us, we can look to Him. Last thing I want you to look at this morning is I want to make God's work our practice. God's word, God's will, and God's work. The Bible says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, folks, God's work shouldn't be last on our list. It should be a focus everything we do. And I'm not saying everybody quit your jobs and come work at the church. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying this is at your jobs, be a Christian. If you're a truck driver, a ditch digger, a farmer, be a Christian. Be a Christian. Serve the Lord where you're at. I'm not saying that you, every person that walks through your door, you've got to preach to them. I'm not saying that. But you can be a Christian witness. You can, you can be a witness without being uh, over overwhelming to people. You can share the word of God without being in your face about it. But be a Christian. Talk to people about the Lord. Look for those opportunities. The other day Brother Doug and I went out door knocking and we had such a good time door knocking and and inviting folks to church and and witnessing. And I I told I I was telling some people the other day, Brother Doug, he presented the gospel to a a young family and was, I mean, done a wonderful job. I, I I told him I said, man, that was so good. That was so good. We were so excited about those things. And, and, and it's not just about, uh, you know, going to work, earning money, going to work, earning money. It's about doing the will of God, making God's work our practice. Not just, hey, not just on Saturdays when we go out door knocking, but every day of the week when we go to the supermarket, when we go different places, be a Christian. Everybody, you know, people are watching us everywhere we go. And sometimes we're the only Bibles that some people read. I want to encourage you when people look at your life, uh, be an example, a testimony for the cause of Christ. Make God's work your practice. You see, we need to look at the big picture. The Lord challenges us in verse uh, uh, in the Bible that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees. Let me ask you. Have you ever had trouble keeping the big picture? What's the big picture in the Christian life? Is it just to retire someday? And No, the big picture of the Christian life is to do the will of the Father. That's the big picture. We've got to keep our eyes on Him. In John 16, 15 it says, When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take Him by force to make Him a king, He departed again into a mountain Himself alone. Instead of receiving glory unto himself, Jesus refused to accept and receive the praise and adoration of men because he had the big picture. He wanted to please the Father. He wanted to please the Lord. See, the big picture was that salvation of men, not to be a local king. What's the big picture for you? You'll never discover it until you make spending time alone a priority. You see, not only the big picture, but notice the the blessed priority. We're all as close to God as what we want to be. say, what do you mean, Pastor? I'm saying this. If you want to get closer to God, you can. If you want to stay where you're at, that's your choice too. Jesus chose to be alone so he could commune with his heavenly Father. His desire was not to promote himself, but to promote God and to edify God. Being alone with the Lord. Make God's wisdom your prize. Philippians 3, 7 says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. He goes on to say that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. See, we need to have a new perspective. It's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's all about him. Many know about God, but do we know God on an intimate level? See, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage each one of us to get alone with God. Make that, have that walk with God every day. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed this morning. There may be some in this room today that says, Pastor, I've never even I've never even had a walk with the Lord. I've never even I wouldn't even know where to start. I matter of fact, Pastor, I don't even know for sure if I was to die today I'd go to heaven. I don't even know the Lord is my Savior. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, pray for me. I just don't know. I've got some questions. I just I just don't know. Pastor, would you pray for me? I'm not gonna come get you. I won't I would never embarrass you, but would you raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me? I just don't know for sure that if I was to die today, I'd go to heaven. Pastor, would you pray for me? You may be a good person. You may be a church attender. You may be faithful. You may give. You may do, but you've never truly trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Pastor, pray for me. Anyone like that? Would you raise your hand? Anyone? Maybe you hear it and you say, Pastor, I'm saved, but I haven't been living for God like I should. I haven't been reading my Bible like I should. I haven't been praying like I should. I haven't been getting alone with God like I should. Pastor, I, to, I realize today I need to get alone with God. That's where His blessings come. There are benefits from that. Pastor, I realize that today. Pray for me. I need to get alone with God. Anyone like that? I see that hand. Anyone else? Yes, hands. I want to encourage you to find a place at the altar. And do business with God. Say, I surrender all. Lord, here am I. Lord, it's not my will, but thy will be done. If God, if you want me to be a missionary, if you want me to be a Sunday school teacher, if you want me to do this, God, I'm, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. You know, what we need to do. So many times as Christians, we hold back. We think God's going to call us to go to Africa or the worst place in the world. But I can tell you this, where God guides, he always provides, and he changes our hearts. I told you this, that I didn't want to come here, but once God convinced me this was what his will was, I wanted to be here, and nothing could change that. I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar and do business with God. Our Heavenly Father and Lord, we do thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. Lord, thank you for speaking to my heart about this, uh, this topic of getting alone with you lord we need to have that time that precious time and lord we take it for granted but lord may we uh, challenge ourselves today that we'll get up start start tomorrow and get up maybe uh, 10 minutes earlier than what we normally would just get alone with you and or maybe get up five minutes I, it's not a matter a matter of the amount of time but it's the the time that we spend with you and god i pray that you would help us so to be uh, precious in your sight do a work that only you can, I pray, Lord. And there's those that raise their hands for Lord, their, their walk, their maybe their prayer life, their Bible life isn't what it should be. Their work for you. Lord, I pray that they would find a place at the altar and submit to you and totally give it to you. Lord, we trust what you're going to do and bless it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you stand to your feet as Miss Haley begins to play? God spoke to your heart this morning. I'm going to encourage you to find a place at the altar get alone with God maybe hey I, I wouldn't even mind if you leave this place now and you go and find a quiet place in the in somewhere in the church go to your car I don't care just get alone with God you see that needs to be our focus not what other people think what other people do but get along with Him and see what He has for you when we turn our eyes to the Lord great and mighty things happen So many times we're scared what God's going to call us to do. I can tell you this, don't be scared. God will meet the need, every need. It doesn't mean we'll not face persecution and trials and troubles. It just means that God is with us every step of the way. There's not a greater place of peace. There's not a greater greater place of power. Not a greater place than His presence being with the Lord. I want to encourage you. Get alone with the Lord. If you're not going to hear, make that commitment. Maybe at your seat. God, I want to every day, I want to spend just some time with you every day in your word and prayer. Maybe spend five minutes tomorrow and then next week you can up it to maybe seven minutes and I'm just going to read my Bible for five minutes and I'm going to pray for two minutes or Whatever the case, however God speaks to you, I'm not the Holy Spirit. But I can tell you this, God wants to commune with you. He wants to speak to your heart, and He does that through the Word of God. Let me give you just a few announcements. Immediately following our services this morning, uh, we're going to have a Back to Bethlehem meeting. So anybody that wants to be involved, you say, what, what, I don't know what I can do. Brother Adam and Miss Evelyn have organized this. Uh, if you say, well, I, all I can do is pray. Be here for the meeting. We need prayer warriors. You say, "Well, I can, I can do some a little bit of acting or whatever." Uh, God can use you for that too. And uh, so, we'll just stay here for the meeting. It won't be a real long meeting this morning, uh, but we want to go over the uh, some of the details and uh, maybe assign some of the tasks and uh, the projects and and some parts and things such as that. So, if you're interested at all in being part, I uh, want to encourage you to be here. Uh, For that meeting, we'll promise you won't take a whole lot of your time today. And then, um, Saturday, November the 4th, is going to be our initial work day for that. And so, I want to encourage you to come to that. We're going to have some time to just start working and and getting things together for that. And uh, but, Brother Adam will go over that, those details a little bit later. Uh, Then, Sunday, October 29th, so that's next Sunday, is uh, we'll be having Lord's Supper, we'll have a pitch in dinner. Uh, after the a.m. service, and then a short afternoon service, no p.m. service next Sunday, all right? Mark your calendars for that, no p.m. service. We'll have a short afternoon service uh, next Sunday. Then uh, Wednesday, November the 1st, it kicks off our uh, missions month, and uh, the focus of November is on missions. We love our missionaries, and uh, missionary Jonathan Bryan is going to be with us uh, he called me uh, some time ago, and I said that'd be perfect. That'll kick off our missions conference. And so we're looking forward to our missions month, uh, looking forward to him being with us. And then it's also Saturday, November the 9th. Uh, we'll have our prayer breakfast and uh, soul winning that day. And i got a couple other announcements here. Sunday, November the 19th, we're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner. We'll call it our holiday dinner on that Sunday. And again, what we'll do is we'll have a pitch-in dinner um, and then uh, short afternoon service, no p.m. service on that evening as well. And then uh, Friday through Sunday, uh, December 1st through the 3rd is our Back to Bethlehem. There's flyers out on the back table. There's uh, smaller ones that you, we want you to pass out to your friends and invite them to come. We got we got uh, a bunch of those. And then there's bigger flyers back there if you can post them up at work or at uh, you know, the farmer's market or wh- wherever you can, the bank, wherever you can post them up uh, to promote that, that'd be a great blessing. All right, let me uh, share with you as the men come forward for our offering. Our missionary of the week is Lighthouse Children's Home. Our family of the week, Brother Tim Watson's family. Our deacon of the week, Brother Danny Lovejoy. Our trustee of the week is Brother Sean McGinnis. would ask that you pray for Brother Sean. He's not feeling well, uh, had a, a, a fever this morning. And uh, just a lot, he's hes working a lot and got a lot of things going on. So I would ask that you remember, Brother Sean, in your prayers. And then uh, the last announcement, happy birthday to Miss Tracy Amos. She's not here with us this morning. Uh, she has a birthday here in a couple days. Also, Brother Brian Penley has a birthday here in a couple days. And we wish them a happy br- birthday. All right, Brother Jimmy, sir, would you please? Dear Father, once again, it's been a wonderful pleasure to be in your house. Lord, to praise and
2: worship you and hear from you. We thank you. Treasure, the wonderful blessing of your holy word. We just pray, Lord, that we can apply it to our lives to better serve you. We desire to be pleasing in your side, Lord, Now at this time, as we give back a small portion of what you've blessed us with, we pray, Lord, that you magnify it for your glory. We pray and ask these many blessings and thank you for all things, Lord, in Jesus' precious name.
1: For us, it's good to have Brother Brian's family with us this morning. Always good to see them, and uh, then also we have a new dad with us this morning. Brother Larry's with us, and it's good to see him this morning. Went and visit him when he and his wife had their precious baby here just a few weeks ago, and so congratulations to him. And uh, if you haven't seen his baby yet, you need to. I'm sure he's got a picture on his phone. Cute. You baby, so you get by and see him. All right, let's all stand and we'll close in a word of prayer. Thank you again for being here. And uh, ask, ask um, Brother Adams, sir, would you close in a word of prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord, and we thank you for uh,
0: this message. And, uh, Father, we pray that you would just give us that opportunity uh, as we go our separate
1: ways to get along with you. And we pray, Father, that you would do a great and work in our lives and through us, Father. I pray that you would um, bless the services tonight
2: and help the travel safely. And again, we give you all the honor and glory. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.